Welcome to an LDS guided meditation and mindful reading. Companion to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Come Follow Me Studies. I am your host, Trisha. This week's episode covers August 16th through 22nd, Doctrine and Covenants, Sections 89 through 92, A Principle with a Promise. Please join me for my new podcast, Meditative Reading, The Book of Mormon. It is an abbreviated version of this podcast. Each episode will consist of a brief guided relaxation, a mindful reading of one chapter of the Book of Mormon, and five minutes of reflection time. I hope to see you there. Let's begin by sitting or laying in a comfortable position in a quiet space. Close your eyes. Be mindful of your breathing. Be aware of the air as it enters and exits your body. Be conscious of the rise and the fall of your chest as your breathing deepens. Recognize the air that surrounds you, the warmth or the coolness of it as it touches your skin. Observe your thoughts. This is your time to let go of the past and future worries for a time and to be in the present. If you find your thoughts wandering, gently bring them back to the present by focusing on your breathing. As we continue to relax our bodies, you may choose to use movement or remain still. Relax your face, your eyebrows, eyes, cheeks, and jaw. Soften your neck and shoulders. Let the tension flow down and out through your arms, wrists, hands, and fingers. Relax your core, your spine, chest, abdomen, and hips. Let the tension flow down and out through your legs, ankles, feet, and toes. Take a moment to scan your body and recognize the places where you are still holding tension and release it. If you are sitting, straighten your spine, lift your chin, and drop your shoulders. Continue to deepen your breathing and soften your body.
Doctrine and Covenants, Section 89 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, February 27, 1833 As a consequence of the early brethren using tobacco in their meetings, the Prophet was led to ponder upon the matter. Consequently, he inquired of the Lord concerning it. This revelation, known as the Word of Wisdom, was the result. A Word of Wisdom For the benefit of the Council of High Priests, assembled in Kirtland, and the Church, and also the Saints in Zion. To be sent greeting, not by commandment or constraint, but by revelation and the Word of Wisdom, showing forth the order and will of God in the temporal salvation of all saints in the last days, given for principle with promise, adapted to the capacity of the weak and the weakest of all saints, who are or can be called saints. Behold, verily, thus saith the Lord unto you, in consequence of evils and designs, which do and will exist in the hearts of conspiring men in the last days, I have warned you and forewarn you by giving unto you this word of wisdom by revelation, that inasmuch as any man drinketh wine or strong drink among you, behold, it is not good, neither meat in the sight of your father, only in assembling yourselves together to offer up your sacrament before him. And behold, this should be wine, yea, pure wine of the grape of the vine, of your own make. And again, strong drinks are not for the belly, but for the washing of your bodies. And again, tobacco is not for the body, neither for the belly, and is not good for man, but is an herb for bruises, and all sick cattle, to be used with judgment and skill. And again, hot drinks are not for the body or belly. And again, verily I say unto you, all wholesome herbs God hath ordained for the constitution, nature, and use of man. Every herb in the season thereof, and every fruit in the season thereof, all these to be used with prudence and thanksgiving. Yea, flesh also of the beasts and the fowls of the air, I the Lord have ordained for the use of man with thanksgiving. Nevertheless, they are to be used sparingly, and it is pleasing unto me that they should not be used, only in times of winter, or of cold, or famine. All grain is ordained for the use of man and of beasts, to be the staff of life, not only for man, but for the beasts of the field, and the fowls of heaven, and all wild animals that run or creep on the earth, and these hath God made for the use of man only in times of famine and excess of hunger. All grain is good for the food of man, as also fruit of the vine, that which yieldeth fruit, whether in the ground or above the ground. Nevertheless, wheat for man, and corn for the ox, and oats for the horse, and rye for the fowls and for swine, and for all beasts of the field, and barley for all useful animals, and for mild drink, as also other grains. And all saints who remember to keep and do these sayings, walking in obedience to the commandments, shall receive health in their navel and marrow in their bones. 
and shall find wisdom and great treasures of knowledge, even hidden treasures, and shall run and not be weary, and shall walk and not faint. And I, the Lord, give unto them a promise, that the destroying angel shall pass by them as the children of Israel, and not slay them. Amen. Doctrine and Covenants, Section 90 Revelation to Joseph Smith the Prophet Given at Kirtland, Ohio, March 8, 1830 This revelation is a continuing step in the establishment of the First Presidency. As a consequence thereof, the counselors mentioned were ordained on March 18, 1833. Thus saith the Lord, Verily, verily, I say unto you, my son, Thy sins are forgiven thee according to thy petition, for thy prayers and the prayers of thy brethren have come up into my ears. Therefore thou art blessed from henceforth that bear the keys of the kingdom given unto you, which kingdom is come forth for the last time. Verily I say unto you, The keys of this kingdom shall never be taken from you, while thou art in the world, neither in the world to come. Nevertheless, through you shall the oracles be given to another, yea, even unto the church. And all they who receive the oracles of God, let them beware how they hold them, lest they are accounted as a light thing, and are brought under condemnation thereby, and stumble and fall when the storms descend, and the winds blow and the rains descend, and beat upon their house. And again verily I say unto thy brethren, Sidney Rigdon and Frederick G. Williams, Their sins are forgiven them also, and they are accounted as equals with thee in holding the keys of the last kingdom. And also through your administration, the keys of the school of the prophets, which I have commanded to be organized, and thereby they may be perfected in their ministry for the salvation of Zion and the nations of Israel, and of the Gentiles as many as will believe, that through your administration they may receive the word, and through their administration the word may go forth unto the ends of the earth, unto the Gentiles first, and then behold and lo, they shall turn to the Jews. And then cometh the day when the arm of the Lord shall be revealed in power in convincing the nations, the heathen nations, the house of Joseph, the gospel of their salvation. For it shall come to pass in that day that every man shall hear the fullness of the gospel in his own tongue and in his own language through those who are ordained unto this power by the administration of the Comforter shed forth upon them for the revelation of Jesus Christ. And now verily I say unto you, I give unto you a commandment that you continue in the ministry and presidency. And when you have finished the translation of the prophets, you shall from henceforth preside over the affairs of the church and the school. And from time to time, as shall be manifested by the Comforter, receive revelations to unfold the mysteries of the kingdom, and set in order the churches 
and study and learn and become acquainted with all good books and with languages, tongues, and people. And this shall be your business and mission in all your lives to preside in council and set in order all the affairs of this church and kingdom. Be not ashamed, neither confounded, but be admonished in all your high-mindedness and pride, for it bringeth a snare upon your souls. Set in order your houses, keep slothfulness and uncleanness far from you. Now verily I say unto you, let there be a place provided, as soon as it is possible, for the families of thy counselor and scribe, even Frederick G. Williams. And let mine aged servant, Joseph Smith Sr., continue with his family upon the place where he lives now, and let it not be sold until the mouth of the Lord shall name it. And let my counselor, even Sidney Rigdon, remain where he now resides until the mouth of the Lord shall name. And let the bishop search diligently to obtain an agent, and let him be a man who has got riches in store, a man of God and of strong faith, that thereby he may be enabled to discharge every debt, that the storehouse of the Lord may not be brought into disrepute before the eyes of the people. Search diligently, pray always, and be believing, and all things shall work together for your good. If ye walk uprightly and remember the covenants wherewith ye have covenanted one with another. Let your families be small, especially mine aged servant Joseph Smith Sr., as pertaining to those who do not belong to your families. That those things that are provided for you to bring to pass my work be not taken from you and given to those that are not worthy, and thereby you be hindered in accomplishing those things which I have commanded you. And again, verily I say unto you, it is my will that my handmaiden, Vienna Jacques, should receive money to bear her expenses and go up unto the land of Zion. And the residue of the money may be consecrated unto me, and she be rewarded in mine own due time. Verily I say unto you, that it is meet in my eyes that she should go up unto the land of Zion and receive an inheritance from the hand of the bishop, that she may settle down in peace inasmuch as she is faithful and not be idle in her days from henceforth. And behold, verily I say unto you, that ye shall write this commandment and say unto your brethren in Zion, in love greeting, that I have called you also to preside over Zion in mine own due time. Therefore, let them cease wearying me concerning this matter. Behold, I say unto you, that your brethren in Zion begin to repent, and the angels rejoice over them. Nevertheless, I am not well pleased with many things, and I am not well pleased with my servant William E. McClellan, neither with my servant Sidney Gilbert, and the bishop also, and others, have many things to repent of. But verily I say unto you, that I, the Lord, will contend with Zion, and plead with her strong ones, and chasten her until she overcomes, and is clean before me. For she shall not be removed out of her place. I, the Lord, have spoken it. Amen.
Doctrine and Covenants, Section 91 Revelation given through Joseph Smith the Prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, March 9, 1833 The Prophet was at this time engaged in the translation of the Old Testament, having come to that portion of the ancient writing called the Apocrypha, he inquired of the Lord and received this instruction. Verily, thus saith the Lord unto you concerning the Apocrypha, there are many things contained therein that are true, and it is mostly translated correctly. There are many things contained therein that are not true, which are interpolations by the hands of men. Verily I say unto you, that it is not needful that the Apocrypha should be translated. Therefore, whoso readeth it, let him understand, for the Spirit manifesteth truth, and whoso is enlightened by the Spirit shall obtain benefit therefrom, and whoso receiveth not by the Spirit cannot be benefited. Therefore, it is not needful that it should be translated. Amen. Doctrine and Covenants, Section 92 Revelation given to Joseph Smith the Prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, March 15, 1833 The Revelation instructs Frederick G. Williams, who had recently been appointed a counselor to Joseph Smith, on his duties in the United Firm. Verily, thus saith the Lord, I give unto the United Order, organized agreeable, to the commandments previously given, a revelation and commandment concerning my servant, Frederick G. Williams, that he shall receive him in the order, what I say unto one, I say unto all. And again I say unto you, my servant, Frederick G. Williams, you shall be a lively member in this order, and inasmuch as you are faithful in keeping all former commandments, you shall be blessed forever. Amen. It is now time for the self-guided part of today's mindful practice. Please take this time to pray and ponder about those spiritual things in your mind and heart. Use your breathing to remain in the present. Listen to and ponder about those things that the Spirit quietly places into your prepared mind. The Spirit can show you great things when you take the time to listen.
Thank you for taking the time to join me today. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please email me at ldsguidedmeditation at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Stay positive, stay grateful, and take the time to be still and ponder as you walk side by side your loving Heavenly Father through this complex and beautiful life.